Welcome everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, back to Jedi Eternal, a Star Wars podcast, episode 35. Andrew is trying his best not to laugh because we had to redo this <laughs> intro three times, but I'm your co-host, Braxton Taylor, here with the oh, illustrious, man. the slacker, the, the slacker. laughable, wow. Andrew Bolin. Wow. Well, we've I guess we're both slackers because we've been sitting here for like an hour and a half, two hours, just uh. sitting here doing nothing, so... Well, listen, we like each other's company, okay? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, no, like, no, we, we kept trying to start, and uh, Braxton kept... <laughs> what? Go Braxton ahead. kept saying... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, well, and yeah. he could, like, for there's not so funny to him. I don't well, know I don't know is. why, but it was just unexpected. <laughs> and then, but then you kept clipping, so then I kept restarting, and he was just like getting louder, and so it just I'm continued. Built up. It's like <laughs> energy just coming up through my veins. So finally, I have turned you down enough that you are not oh, clipping anymore. So you clip it, just clip it right now. <laughs> anyway, everybody. Welcome back to Jedi Eternal. We are so very happy that you are here listening with us today, tonight, whenever you may find this episode. Um, like I said, thank you. Uh, this previous Saturday, um, today is uh, October the 8th, so whenever you're listening to this, I don't know, hopefully this coming Saturday, right? Um, but whenever you uh, listen to the Saturday before October the 8th, um, we had played a live stream of uh, Star Wars Squadrons. How embarrassing. That was, well, embarrassing for Andrew. I was actually doing pretty good, so I'm just saying. <laughs> um no, honestly though, it was it was a blast. We had a really good time. Yeah, I, we weren't doing that great. It was it, <laughs> we it was fun, and thank you to everyone who did participate yes, in that. Absolutely, um, took the time to watch us and comment. The comments mean a lot. It's uh, you know if we're if we were just playing and, and no one was like <laughs> talking to us, very interesting. It wouldn't be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, and so we appreciate those of you who who stuck around and and left us a lot of comments. We yeah. really appreciated yeah. that. And those of you across the pond, I know it's getting a little bit late for you guys, so. Uh, guys and gals so we appreciate those of you who are uh staying with us and and hanging on and talking and stuff like that so we greatly yeah, appreciate and all on that. that note um let's go ahead and just mention that noah aguilar asked us about the game yeah um, well we can talk more about uh in our questions because like I, i've counted that as our question oh you did yeah we did well so noah well, what, what about we the about? other yeah we only have we only had two other ones so i thought we had three other ones no we didn't anyway andrew's running the show already <laughs> You're breaking. You're breaking the, the I structure we had and flow. Three. Well, basically, no. We had a leftover question from last week from Noah Aguilar, and uh, he's asking if we were excited about Star Squadrons, and we're like, oh, we can't really answer that because we already played it. But we figured we can just give like a short synopsis of our thoughts. So we will do that in Q and A. <laughs> so uh, I think we should just do it now since we're already talking oh, about it. Fine. Okay. So long story short, uh, we played it for about two and a half hours. I think it was. We played, uh, we played through the intro prologue type thing of the story, and we played. I think I played the first mission, um, and then Andrew I think got through the prologue. Um, so I thought, and then also we played like about an hour of multiplayer, like yeah. online, like dogfights. Overall, I thought it was, I thought it was really good um, for what it is. Right, I'm not a big, big fan of the dogfight genre of that, like, like flight. Uh, genre so i can't really speak too much into like comparing it to other ones because i haven't really played a lot um but playing like for instance battlefront 2 the dog fights you play on that game i thought it was much better than those um or at least yeah, very well, comparable there, there's a lot more to it than yes yeah that that's the battle the battlefront um dog fights are much more simplistic right 
um, more arcadey, I guess you could say, in <laughs> right, comparison yeah. to what this is. This is more like a simulator. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I thought I was able to do some pull off. Like at the very end, I was starting to get the hang of it. I thought I was able to pull off some like pretty cool stunts, like 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 spinning, like doing barrel rolls, like upside down underneath something to evade rockets. I'm like, whoa! I don't think I've ever been able to do this on anything else I've yeah. played. So the controls were pretty intuitive. Yeah, so like I was absolute trash during the <laughs> during the live stream. Those of you who watched it know I was absolute trash. Um, oh, but I will say I played a little bit more since then, and I and I actually have grasped how it works now. Awesome. Uh, in, in my defense, I think I was a little busy with with everything that was going on and wasn't paying attention to when it was telling me how to play. <laughs> yeah. But um, since yeah, then, yeah. I have played a little more, and I actually do um, enjoy it. I think it's 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 good. And I, I'm also enjoying the little touches of canon that we're getting um, yeah. as well. And uh, we are going to um, do a YouTube series of videos of us playing through the story yeah. mission by mission. And um, and so we're going to dive deep into what's like going on in the story and stuff in those. Yeah, and I was so. going to say, you know, most of our, um, like our, our just synopsis here that we're just saying right now is just simply, you know, what is our thoughts about the gameplay of like what we had hands on? We can't really speak too much to the full story of like, oh, how well is that written and stuff like that? Because we haven't beat it yet. Right. And we do plan on playing it all the way through, um, kind of going back and forth between Drew and I, um, you know, and, and doing that as a series so you guys can watch it with us. Um, but yeah, but in just terms of the actual gameplay, I thought it was pretty fun. I, yeah. I do think the game is pretty limited, and I think it was designed to be that way. And we're gonna actually gonna get in more into that as we get into our news today. Um, <clears throat> but the game itself, it's not gonna be huge. Um, but if those of you who like that genre and like Star Wars, yeah, you're gonna like it. Right. So, all right. So, without any further ado, with that said, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into our news for the week because we have several news pieces. Um, so we want to kind of move forward here. Um, but with that being said, today, which is Thursday for us, um, October the 8th, and tomorrow, Friday, uh, New York Comic Con is hosting a bunch of digital panels. So obviously they couldn't uh, have the full convention as they normally would. Um, so as most Comic Cons have been doing this year, they've been ele- they've elected to do digital panels, um, like where they record it and they live stream it. Um, with that said... Um, New York has uh, New York Comic Con has two panels. Like I said, one for today, which is the High Republic panel, and it's going to be all about the the High Republic publishing series. And then tomorrow, which is just the Luke, uh, Lucas Film Publishing panel, which will be you know whatever else, any any book, anything like that, uh, yeah. any publishing effort. So um, we wanted to insert this. It's not really a huge piece of news because. When you guys hear this on Saturday, it's already going to be done, right? Right. Uh, we'll probably, maybe even, if there's anything big, we've already posted. We can't say too much now because we're recording this beforehand. <laughs> right. So. Uh, the, the, the the High Republic panel is actually going on right now as we speak. <laughs> nice. And so, um, so there may be some new information that will come out of that. Uh, we'll check back here in a little bit before we end the episode and see if we can catch yeah. anything and let you guys know about it. I agree. Once we get a little bit closer to like the main topic, we'll yeah. probably look into but, it. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there might be some stuff that comes out. So uh, if you're wondering why we didn't talk about it, it's because we're doing this on Thursday. And so we're a little bit ahead of the game as far as um, being able to talk about that content. Yeah, exactly. And um, also to add to that, next week we're going to be taking a break. Uh, we will not yeah. be having um, a episode of Jedi Eternal next week. However... We might have a special YouTube video for you guys. We'll see if that works out or not. But uh, but there will not be our normal 
episode. We'll be taking that week off and then we'll be back that coming week. Yes. So exactly. So yeah. Um, Anyway, with that being said, guys, um, yeah, we hate to go off, but unfortunately, due to traveling and things of that nature, we're not going to be able to make it uh, to that episode. And so, anyway, um, so that'll give you just more reason to go back and reminisce on some of our older episodes, you know, whatever. <laughs> or digest some of our videos that we're going to be putting out. So, um, so yeah, basically, that the first piece of news that we want to talk about is that, that Comic-Con uh, panel. Um, so, just keep your eyes and ears out. Like, so we may say something a little bit more about that later. Um through this episode and if not we'll be posting stuff on the facebook and instagram so just keep your eyes out for that yeah so talking about the high republic uh star wars has officially revealed the new opening crawl for the high republic yeah which is very exciting Uh, as most of you guys know who um, read the the star wars books sometimes they add a crawl kind of Mm -hmm. to show kind of what's going on it's like their own version of of the crawl in the movies you know (laughs) and um and so this one here is pretty exciting i figured we'll just go ahead and read it uh, just to um, kind of get an idea, and it says the galaxy is at peace, ruled hold by. On here, hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. You got to uh, the galaxy is oh, at peace. If you want to do? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you want to do that, go for it. No, no, no. Andrew hates the uh, the Clone Wars announcer guy, I which I love. It. I can't I absolutely it. love it. But I, I just had to insert it. that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, the galaxy. Take it away. <laughs> well, now I feel like you kind of need to do it. No, no, no. You're okay. good. You're good. Right. The galaxy the is gal- at peace. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I'm done. No, no, no. I'm no, done. No, I'm done. You're Just good. do it. Just read it. Just read it. Just read it. <laughs> the galaxy is at peace. <laughs> See, this, they need to hear this. I'm going to be laughing too much now. Anyway. The galaxy is at peace, ruled by the glorious Republic and protected by the noble and wise Jedi Knights. As a symbol of all that is good, the Republic is about to launch Starlight Beacon in the far reaches of the Outer Rim. This new space station will serve as a ray of hope for all to see. But just as a magnificent renaissance spreads throughout the Republic, so does a frightening new adversary. Now the guardians of peace and justice must face a threat to themselves, the galaxy, and the force itself. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm glad you guys got to hear that. You feel better now? Yeah, I do, honestly. Yeah. All right. I had to get that into my Um, system. What I think is interesting, well, the, the, the most interesting thing about this entire crawl here is actually the very end of it, where it says the force itself. I think yeah, to that me, is interesting for that's, sure. the, that's the most interesting thing to take from this, because what exactly does that mean? A threat to the force. You know, obviously, <clears throat> as, we, as we know through canon, a, uh, when the force is unbalanced, that essentially means that the, the dark side is becoming more powerful. Or that there is really a dark side at all because the force is naturally light. So it will be interesting for you know there to be a threat to the force itself. That means there have to be, in my opinion, right, some kind of great dark side disturbance to bring the force out of balance. Um, so what that may be, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, also, you know, of course, we obviously think of of the dark side. You know, when you think of the, a threat to the force. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is just some kind of new threat to the force, something new that we've never seen before. Um, yeah, maybe. But what that exactly is, I don't know. I mean, we know about the Great Disaster, but the Great Disaster, yeah. um, it doesn't seem to have any like connections to uh, the force necessarily. Well, we do know 
to some degree that there's like this band of marauders called the Nile, which right, is referring right. to Darth Nihilus. So I don't know if that's going to have some well, kind of connections. Well, we don't know that that's referring to well, Darth Nihilus. That's what you don't. hope. You hope it's referring to Darth Nihilus. I mean, it's spelled the exact it's, same. And it we have, the exact we same. have no idea that it has anything to do with Darth Nihilus. Let's make that clear <laughs> to our listeners. <laughs> I think we Rex can say is that's... wishing it into existence. I, I think we can say that's the news, though. <laughs> <laughs> there is no proof of that. Um, also, Darth Nihilus is technically an old Republic character, unless right. they, they might um, be taking the moniker of him. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I, that would be cool, but we have no evidence of that. Yeah, we'll um, see. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't know exactly what this is going to be. We know that, like, uh, back when they very first started hinting at the High Republic. The, the thing that they that the, that they presented was <laughs> luminous beings mm-hmm. you know they, they talked about that like it says in in the Star Wars movies and so um, there is I mean clearly this is going to be a, an attack on the Jedi mm-hmm. somehow some way but I don't think all of the necessary um, informations out there yet to truly see how this is going to affect them and we might get a closer look here in just a little bit we uh, very they might so, be talking about it right now they yeah. might be explaining it yeah. for all we know but <laughs> yeah. of course i think they're gonna have to to keep some mystery to it oh, well, yeah, uh, for us course. to find out as we read the story but we, we whatever this ends up being we know it's going to be a pretty big deal for the jedi and for something to be a big deal for the jedi they have to be uh, quite the adversary, right? So well, right. Anything to bring unbalanced to the force or to be a threat to the force, you know, what does that even mean? Like, what could that even be? And like I said, obviously we kind of stated that, but it is just interesting to to bring a threat to the force itself. Yeah. So like I said, uh, just be aware that we'll probably we might get some closer. Like, probably won't dive into it, but uh, might get closer look soon. All right. So our on to our next news piece is that. Uh, as we know, Star Wars Squadrons had come out uh, as of last Friday, um, I believe it was. And um, I can't remember the specific date off the top of my head. Yeah, it was last Friday. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, with that said, we know EA was the kind of the developer or whatever, the the, the team that, that released that. And uh, so EA had made an announcement as of today, Thursday, um, which was very interesting. Um, I, I'm not too surprised, but it is very interesting. And they say that they will not release any post-launch updates to Star Wars Squadrons. So this is a pretty big announcement. Um, basically, no DLCs, no updates at all. I mean, basically, what you get is what you get. Um, I think Drew has more quote, but they had said something about being yeah. more old school. Yeah, so Motive Studios creative director um, Ian Frazier said they are trying to treat the game... Uh, they are not trying to treat the game as a live service title uh, and that they are trying to treat it kind of like an, with an old school approach of like you release the game and then you're done. You move it on. It is what it is. It is yeah. what it is. Well, we already know that this game was supposed to be like a smaller, um, and there was, a, there was a quote, this was kind of like bingo word that they always kept using before we knew what it was and we, we said on the podcast many times there's a small unusual project i think that's what they how they yeah, stated something it like that so i think from the get-go they had already planned like this is not gonna be anything big we're gonna make it as best we can throw it out there for 40 bucks and then we're done with it right and you have no. to look back at their their uh, ea's past couple of tries with star wars uh like with the battlefront games mm-hmm. they you know released them as 60 dollars titles 
and there was a lot of complaints that there really wasn't enough there for it to be sixty dollars. <laughs> right. right. Uh, w- w- whether you agree or, or disagree with that is a different story. But um, but then there was also uh, some people that um, didn't think that or a lot of most people didn't agree with the loot boxes and stuff that they had. Oh yeah, that's a big um, issue with in that. in the game. And so I think this is them taking it to the other extreme where they're like, <laughs> right. this is this will not have any loot boxes. This won't have any uh, content you pay for to have. Like, we're just like, mm-hmm. here's the game and it is what it, it is. is, what it is. Enjoy yeah. it. Um, but there's nothing else later. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I am expected too. this. I, am too. I expected them to treat this as. Uh, as a game that was going to be around for a while, they would, you know, slowly release more content for the multiplayer, new maps every once in a while, uh, you know, new skins, new, you know, customization options, all this yeah. stuff. But instead, it sounds like that is not well, the plan. I say that I'm surprised, but I'm not. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised at the same time. Because from the get-go, if EA and, and, you know, Motive's a part of EA and blah, 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 right? But if EA shoots out a game that's $40... It's not a game to them, right? It's like a, it's like a side project that they just kind of allowed to be put out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying you have a point there. Um, clearly, uh, EA looking at this looked at this as a a way to maybe gain some extra money, mm-hmm. but it's not, of course, one of their number one titles. They're probably even no. concerned about right now. No, uh, this was a branch of a studio that probably had a passion for it, and EA approved it. Um, but yeah, like they're probably looking at much bigger picture, such as Fallen Order Two. Um, oh yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, and we have some more news. Yes. We well, do. we don't have news necessarily, but we do have some uh, rumors. We about do have a rumor that, about that. Yeah. Going to that later. But um, you know, and they're <laughs> they're still working on that uh, that anthem oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rework, which who knows yeah. if that'll ever come to pass. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, but you know, they, they're they're looking at other things right now. The, that they probably think are more important. And so they probably don't want to keep a team working on this game no, for no. the next couple of years. You know, yeah, so. and, and I, I kind of hearken to what you said. You know, <clears throat> at Motive, they're a small dev team. You know, they probably have, like, their leader or whoever, their director, probably played Rogue Squadron when he's younger, TIE Fighter versus X-Wing type thing, and, has, like I said, has a passion for it. And just like, hey, EA... Um, We'll put all the work into this. We'll do all the, you know, and it doesn't even have to be big, just small, quote unquote, unusual game, yeah. you know, uh, just something, and it's going to make you guys money. You know, we'll do the work, you put it out there, and we'll all make money and be happy, and we won't, we won't put anything more to it. Um, I, I guarantee you that, that 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 feels like what it would be, you know what I'm saying? So, right, right. So anyway, those of you who are getting this game um, and, and really do enjoy it, unfortunately, there will be no new additions to this, so... Uh, hope you really like it. <laughs> yeah, so hope you really like what's hope already you really there. Really love it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So don't expect like any like uh, they're gonna add prequel content and all no, that. Don't no. be expecting that. No. I, I, um, the Naboo uh, Starfighters. I would have loved to play that, but whatever. Anyway. Well, and you know, if this is successful, there'll probably be a sequel at some point. You know, it's possible. and maybe yeah. that'll be bigger. And you know, yeah. and, and and really, if if enough people are playing this game consistently, they could change their mind. And yeah, you know that's what I mean? very true. I, I mean, mean, if EA says like, "Oh, look, money," <laughs> yeah, so but we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But moving on, um, they have officially revealed um, excerpts for all forty stories wow. in Star Wars from a certain point of view: The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, now, 
We're not going to go over all 40 of these because that would take forever. But <laughs> yeah. we're going to look at a couple of them and, and talk about them here. And uh, so I'm just going to like look down this list. So th this, this book comes out November 10th. And if you don't know anything about it, uh, they did this for A New Hope as well. And it's basically they're celebrating 40 years and they just they're little short stories. And they, they basically the way I understand it is they authors come to, to um, Lucasfilm and uh, pick a character they see in the in the story. Usually like a lot of these characters are like in the background, people you don't really even think about. And then they write a story for that character. And uh, it, for A New Hope, it was very, very interesting. Some really, really great stories in there. And so they're doing it again with Empire Strikes Back. So let's just kind of go over some of these. Yeah. Um, so like, for example, uh, the second story in this book is called Hunger. And it's going to be... Darth Nihilus? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, sorry. I just got me excited. <laughs> and it's going to be about the Wampa on Hoth. Oh, okay. okay. Like, like specifically the Wampa. Like, that's what the story's about? Right. Oh, yeah. interesting. Like, here's, a, here's like a little part from it, an excerpt from it. It says, something filled him. He had never sensed this before. There was now a cavern in him, one that ate at his gut, that seemed to grow bigger and bigger with each passing of a sun overhead. He tried to fill it with food, picking off prey here and there. But while his hunger was sated, the other sensation bloomed. He was empty without his clan. He waited, he watched, he despaired. Interesting. So, like, yeah, it'll be interesting to to really put like a backstory to the yeah. Well, and that's the thing with the New Hope, they put backstories to all. No, that's kinds cool. Of stuff. I, I'm not dissing it at all. I just thought this is funny. Yeah. So, uh, let's look through here. Do you have a Do you have a page up too? I don't. I if you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com, uh, they have all of them on there. All right. I just want want to uh, get your opinion on on some of them too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we can find it here. There's a there's a couple here that I really want to mention. I just have to find them first. Uh, so the first like uh, like thirteen or so of them are actually all on Hoth, and then or actually sorry maybe fifteen. Yeah, about fifteen of them are all on wow. Hoth, and like number fifteen is about Wedge Antilles, and Jason Fry is going to be. Um, writing that one he is a well-known star wars author already at this point and uh, so i'm sure that will be a good one um let's see oh here's one that i'm really excited about this is by jim zub it's called the first lesson uh i do not know uh who that author is but this one seems to be focused on yoda um and I'll just read the excerpt for that one. It says, Yoda could not remember the last time something had broken his concentration in such a manner. Was it a sign of inner doubt or an old fear he'd managed to keep hidden within? No, this was an outside presence, a presence he had not felt in many years. Potent and prophetic, foreign yet familiar, a Skywalker. Hmm, interesting. So. Yeah, I see one here. Uh, this is one actually <clears throat> focusing on Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is very interesting. Yes, that was one I was going to point out as well. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at just like the tweet picture, so I don't know the like the title and the author, uh, if you, uh, you have that part. I can find it. 
It is called There's Always Another oh. by Mackenzie Lee. Okay. Yeah, I see that actually now. <laughs> I actually did have it. <laughs> oh, but it's pretty cool. I was read that one's like, I'd hoped that dying would be enough to untangle me from the Skywalker's family issues. And yet, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know I gotta do it. And yet, here I am again, Obi-Wan Kenobi. One with the force and still the only thing standing between a Skywalker and an impulse decision that could have galactic consequences. So, that sounds pretty sweet. And looks at you know, adding any depth to characters we already know about in times that we don't know about. You know, like, for instance, yeah. whenever he's, like, one with the force. I mean, like, who? when have we ever heard about a story about someone one with the force? You know what I'm saying? That, that's going to be very right. interesting. Uh, there's also uh, the 19th story is a story about Palpatine, which, of course, I'm always interested in more of oh, that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and let's see here. <clears throat> yeah, it's called Disturbance, and by it's by Mike Chin, and it looks like it's going to be pretty good as well. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, I'm sure that'll be a good one. Uh, the the 21st story brings back Ray Sloan, mm, so that will interesting. be interesting. And Ray Sloan's also in Star Wars Squadrons, and uh, John Jackson Miller is writing that one who wrote Kenobi. So I'm sure I will enjoy that one. Uh, me and Braxton got to meet, meet him one time and uh, he was very nice to us. Yes, so. he was very nice. And we was going to go eat lunch with him, but we thought probably not because <laughs> he probably didn't want to see us. We, we get a little starstruck there for a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, it's a whole story. Yeah. yeah it's a whole other story. Someday we need to like make a, like a side mm. episode where we just talk about all of our random, like star Wars, celebrations related <laughs> yeah, or whatever stories well anyway. i can't wait till we get to go to another celebration and so we can just I like know. vlog our experience ah, and be so fun yeah it'd be fun <clears throat> uh and of course we're also getting um a darth vader one um that one's called vengeance um and that one looks <laughs> pretty great as well uh, let's see if there's any others i want to point out there's one with boba fett called wait for it um, oh, I, I thought this one was pretty funny. It's called, But What Does He Eat? And uh, the excerpt says, Wait, Darth Vader is your guest? That's who you want me to cook for? That's who I want you to cook for, Lando said. <laughs> and the title is, But What Does He Eat? And that's why when you go into the room, the entire table's filled with various foods, if you remember that. That's true. That's why. Because yeah. he didn't know. So, he just, so that's going to be the story. That's actually a great like, gonna, backstory to that. Yeah, he's going to end up just <laughs> doing like everything he can think of. That's funny. That is yeah. funny. So it's just funny stuff like that. You know, that, yeah. uh, some of it will be uh, more funny than serious some will be very serious some will be probably mind-blowing as far as like <laughs> uh the implications behind it and stuff well there was like a it is like a little animated one with r2d2 like it's not even it's like a not even necessarily with anything with words it's like a comic yeah so that's interesting too within the book so there's yeah. a lot of variety there's a lot of variety. there's something for everybody in that book for sure definitely and then of course at the end we get the wills strike back uh, which we got a story from the Wills in the first one uh, as well, and we're getting more of that in this. And, uh, well, that will probably have some very interesting stuff in it. Yeah. So be ready for that. But uh, I can't encourage you guys enough to grab this when it comes out November 10th. Yeah. Um, I mean, man, if, if you're going to read a Star Wars book, I think that these 
are probably uh, some of the more vital ones to read if you well, are a if you are a Star Wars movie fan yeah. that maybe wants to dive into a book but you don't plan on reading all of them all the time. This is a good way to do it because this is going to be telling stories about things you recognize and know right. and understand from watching the original trilogy for many years. Well, yeah, and, and on top of that, this is what I was going to say with this book. If you're not a great, uh, if you're not like a much of a reader like me, this is a very approachable way of diving into Star Correct. Wars. Yeah, with the, the short but stories. It's not pointless though because this is going to have tons of lore building. Um, oh yeah, it's going to add a lot to characters and, and places and things of, of that we already know about. So it, it's approachable. It's easy to read. You can stop and start and still feel like you've done something. The, <laughs> but then yeah, the still first have a lot one, added to it. You know, the first one for A New Hope changed my entire perspective of that movie yeah like when i watch that movie now it's i have all these different stories for these characters right. in my head and you're seeing like oh wait and, it's not just this random and, person now. right and it brings so much more depth and meaning yeah. to the movie it really does and so I'm, I'm i'm so excited to read these and then watch empire strikes back again oh yeah and just and just see and appreciate it in a whole new level well like i said empire is my favorite movie yeah um and so i'm definitely going to be getting this one um when it comes out in november uh, and yeah, I, I can't wait to read it and then like to go rewatch it probably for yeah. the 623rd mm-hmm. time. Right. Um, and uh, see, see, see how, you know, it's so cool because I've seen the movie so many times as many people have mm-hmm. and yet I'm going to be able to see it in a new light now and yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, so go get this, guys. Without a doubt, go get this. You will not regret it. I can promise you that. All right. So without any further ado, we have a lot more to talk about. So we're gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> uh, we spent a while on that, but there's a lot there. So there, there's a lot there. A, <laughs> we, could we, avoid... we only scratched the surface of that. Only scratched the surface of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so let me to to make that clear. Like, if you guys want to know about all of them, they are all posted on there. Yeah. Uh, on either you can go to um, it's on Twitter, Star Wars Books on Twitter. Yeah. Or you can just go on, just search it. You'll find some website has posted it. And um, and you can look and read through all of these. There's again, there's 40 of them. So like, there's a lot to look lot, at. Lot there. to go into. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So without any further ado, we're going to move on to our final news piece for today for this week, and that is uh, the writers uh, for Mandalorian season two have been revealed. Um, so I have the list here. So we're just going to kind of move through those um, a- as they did for season one. They released all the writers uh, and directors. Uh, and right now we only know the writers as it stands. And uh, so let's go through these. So episodes one through eight. So also that does confirm that it is eight episodes as we kind of suspected, but it does confirm that. Um, episode one, John Favreau. Episode two, John Favreau. Episode three, John Favreau. <laughs> episode four, John Favreau. <laughs> See the trend here. Episode five, Dave Filoni. Episode six, John Favreau. <laughs> episode seven, Rick Fumi, uh, Fumuyiwa. And yeah. last but not least, episode eight, John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of John Favreau in there, but that's good because he's he's great. I mean, great writer, yeah. and uh, well, he, he likes Star Wars. And I saw you know? I saw some people like, wow, John Favreau's like doing all the writing, whatever. And uh, just so we're clear, John Favreau did most of the writing last season as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. this isn't anything new. Uh, and I and and remember, this is the writing. This isn't the directing. Exactly. Um, yeah. There are a lot of directors. I think there's seven directors, um, and some of them knew. Some of them uh, were in the first season. Uh, so, but yeah, like John Favreau wrote most of it last time as well. And so there, this is nothing new. Um, and I think. 
uh, it's in good hands. Oh yeah, he, he, I mean, uh, he did well the first time. I don't see, uh, and we know that Dave Filoni. Even though John Favreau is the writer, we know Dave Filoni has been a big influence on the direction and, yeah. and, and that kind of thing as well. So, and then Dave Filoni has his own episode. And it's I don't know if you written. just want to go ahead and jump right into... Well, that is moving into our rumors yeah, section. Yeah, jump into our rumors so, section. Uh, so let's be clear. We are now moving from news to rumors, but we do have a rumor that, you know, uh, conjunctivates Inter- yeah, or whatever right. with that. Uh, intertwines with, with it. With this. So yeah, if you want to go ahead and take that. Yeah, so um, going along with that same thing, it's now believed that um, this Dave Filoni-written episode will most likely be where we get, um, where we get Ahsoka. So the Dave Filoni episode is um, episode five. Mm -hmm. And since, you know, Ahsoka is basically Filoni's baby, Mm -hmm. um, it is, I mean, I would say there's a good chance that that's probably the case. A pretty good chance. That episode five is where we will see Ahsoka. Um, Because, you know, it's it's already, I mean, it's it's been debated back and forth, but I think we we agree that Ahsoka's only going to have a short appearance. Yeah, in, I don't in the season. We don't believe her to be in the whole season. Right. Um, and so it would make sense that she does appear in the Dave Filoni episode. However, some people expected it a little sooner, and if it's yeah. the fifth episode, we're talking like the end of November till we see. Actually, it'll be the week of Thanksgiving that we will see wow. yeah. uh, Ahsoka, potentially. Well, I will say this. We do. Uh, we have been hearing quite a bit of uh, rumors going around that there is a mid-season shift of whatever True. it is. And interesting enough... That would, that would start the shift. That would the, start the shift. The shift. Um, that Dave Filoni... I mean, you know, whether that is what it is, Dave Filoni will be directing the episode that starts the shift. So... Very true. It's I hadn't thought about it. Very that way. probable that that could be something to do with Ahsoka. Yeah, so again, rumors, but it is probable. So and let's not let's not forget that technically, there there is nothing that says that Ahsoka has to be in the Dave Filoni written episode. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he's he's a big part of the whole show. So I mean, it could right. Be so else. she could be in other episodes. Mm-hmm. It's just it would make sense that her first appearance would be <laughs> right. in the one that he's writing. Right. Exactly. So so. All right, so let's move on to our last and final rumor. So we're, we stopped a little short on uh, unlike the news. So, <laughs> but we have a uh, kind of a random source here. Um, username is Shinobi, whatever. Right, doesn't really matter. But the random source um, who has in the past apparently proven uh, that he's had some insider information. Um, this random source has stated that Jedi Fallen Order will be getting some installments or some maybe some DLC or some things in the future. Uh, coming up so drew do you have any more on that yeah, he just said he just said more content would be coming for jedi fallen order so yeah what that necessarily what means, that means exactly. uh, whether <laughs> that just means some cosmetics whether that means a story dlc we don't really know uh he also said it, there was more content coming for doom which doesn't have anything to do with star wars but that was <laughs> right. the two things he, he said right. doom and jedi fallen which order. we know that the doom one actually is true for a fact because there was announcement that the new doom stuff's coming out so if that's true, it gives some credence. Really, I I didn't know there was more Doom. There stuff was a out. there. I know it, Doom is coming to Game Pass or did come to Game did Pass. Did come to Game Pass. Uh, the 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 one of the devs or somebody from Doom as yeah. of yesterday oh, really? posted it something on okay. there okay saying well, so, like basically a date and it has Doom Slayer's helmet on there. Oh, really? So so it, basically, I'm saying though, although it is a rumor, it does give some credence to this other one he's saying. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. 
Um, any, I mean, I think that would be great. You know, they when they first finished and everybody was like, okay, when are we getting are we getting DLC and stuff again? EA was kind of like, oh well, or respawn. Yeah, they were like, oh, well, we're probably gonna just uh, you know ha- do what we have and, and move on. And, you know, at one point they did add like a new game plus or something. Yeah. Um, but you know, they haven't added a whole I think lot. Even they added like some cosmetics too. Well, I would like, like to see Inquisitor. Outfit. We're we're almost what a year later, right? We're about Something to get like that, we're about yeah. to get new consoles. I would love to see a, a upgrade of this. Um, an enhanced version for the mm-hmm. Series X and PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. And along with that comes a free or I guess it's not to be free, but it'd be good, cool if it's free. Yeah, a well, free right, yeah. um story DLC that's kind of like a bridge for a sequel that's going to come within the next two years or so. I mean, it makes sense, right? It, yeah. it, I mean, A, it fills the void for those who already have the game, but B, as this new console is coming out, I guarantee you, and I don't, I mean, I don't know anyone specifically, but I guarantee you there's people here there uh, who had like Xbox 360s and just never quite got an Xbox One yet and whatever. But now that this brand new console is coming out, there's probably a lot of people who's like, okay, haven't been able to play for a while. I think I might get back into the game or whatever. Right. Um, and so my point is, is that there's people who probably haven't played uh, oh, sure, Fallen yeah, Order, yeah. and uh, they very well might well, pop into this. Right, and it, but it also gives someone like you and me who beat it a long time ago an, an right, excuse, that's my second point. Yeah. an excuse to jump back in exactly. and uh, and experience something else with it, and in exactly. the process they get our download of the game and, and all of that. So. Right, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I think it makes, it makes a lot sense. of sense. I'd love so. to see it, but I'm not betting on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I mean, I wouldn't say it's it's. We're, I think gonna, we're definitely, happen, I think you know, we're definitely but. stretching it uh, here when, yeah. when we're talking about it, but I do think that would be really cool to see. It's a possibility. So, it is a possibility. So, yeah. possibility. But I guess well, it's time to jump into our releases um, and this coming Wednesday, uh, we have a new Star Wars comic, and that oh no, I forgot which one it was. Oh my god! I I had it I had it in my head, and then I forgot. Come on! <laughs> it what was are you right doing there. To us? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is Darth. Oh yeah, it's the new, it's the next Darth Vader, Darth Vader six. Wow. So that's starting a new arc, and uh, we'll actually <laughs> we are actually going to be talking about this past arc. Yes. Uh, going full spoilers yes. into it. Just talk about it. Uh, we're going to do that here in just a wee little bit. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so starting Wednesday, that new arc is going to start. So that's exciting. Um, and then also we have a new book coming out, and this isn't your typical um, like canon book, but mm. it's still. Uh, something I'm super excited about. I already pre-ordered it, um, and I think that you guys should all may potentially check this out. It's called Star Wars Fascinating Facts, and uh, and then it says story, lore, and history from the greatest galaxy, and it's by Pablo Hidalgo, who, uh, as some of you may know, is a master of Star Wars canon. He's part of the um, story group at Star mm-hmm. at Lucasfilm, and um, he is in basically in control of all things canon. <laughs> yeah. He's like the canon overlord, yeah. and uh, and so him so writing this book, knows, it's him. <laughs> him writing this book about just a bunch of Star Wars fascinating facts has me very excited, and I think we're going to be able to pull out a lot of really neat stuff from that, and uh, maybe um, not maybe when we come back uh, two weeks from now. Maybe we'll talk about some of those cool facts 
that yeah, um, that we sure. get from the book. But, That'd be cool. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, that'll be coming out on Tuesday, and uh, so there's still time to pre-order if you're interested. Uh, it, like I said, I think it's going to be really cool. So that's all we got. Yeah. There you go. So. Let's go ahead and get into our Q&A. Um, guys, you already know the spiel. You know, every week we, we ask that you guys um, would ask us any questions, bring up topics. This week, I failed you. I did not do that. <laughs> um, I, I was so busy this week. It's crazy. Um, and I, I honestly forgot to post it. And then about probably 10 minutes before episode, <laughs> I'm like, we need to get at least like one more question. So I threw it out there and Alex Mason came through and gave us a question. What so a champ. What a champion right there. What a champ. So, um, we do have one, technically two. We already answered it though for Noah. Yeah. My apologies. I didn't realize that. <laughs> oh, but. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So see we how do he treats me, one. guys. Do you hear how he treats me? Well, do you see how he rips the rug out from underneath me and takes my questions? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You're so mean. Uh, anyway, so this week, our first question comes from Brandon Dukes. This was a question from our... Our uh, good buddy, Brandon. Our Q. Yes, Brandon, our good friend. Um, always has some really good ones here. So he comes in with a very good one this week saying, Understanding that the Sith are actually a species in Legends, in Return... Or, excuse me, Rise of Skywalker, uh, we saw a whole lot of them on Exegol. In the Tales of the Sith, we know a lot of them are Force users... Why didn't Palpatine take on a Padawan of the Sith and then employ uh, employed the Final Order? So let me let me clarify two things real quick, and then Andrew and I can kind of jump back and forth on this. But the first thing is that you are correct that the Sith being a species is legends. As it sits, Sith are no longer a species. So with that said, now that we know that they that it is legends, it's not canon anymore. Um, when we watch Rise of Skywalker, all of those people that we see on Exegol are not actually of the Sith species. Those are the Sith Eternal. So that's actually where we got the inspiration for Jedi Eternal because we watched Rise of Skywalker and saw that and thought, oh, what about the Jedi Eternal? Anyway, so they are actually the Sith Eternal. So Sith Eternal are not inherently Sith. I think my understanding is that they're um, all different species, right? They're essentially, they are Sith cultists and they are kind of like a cabal uh, cultists. You know, they have always kind of worked in the background to make sure that the Sith... Uh, that the Sith, uh, you know, plans and ideology all yeah. occur. So, right? like, uh, Wikipedia puts it as a Sith cultist, also referred to as a Sith loyalist, was an individual who was loyal to and worshipped the Sith. Yeah, so it so. doesn't inherently mean that there are any specific species. Uh, they think they can be anybody who is just loyal uh, to the Sith. Um, so, so those are the first two things I kind of wanted to, to lay the, the basis, the groundwork for. Um so, now let's talk about Legends. So, in, in Legends, we know that the Sith are a species. Um, so, the question is, why didn't Palpatine take on a Sith as his Padawan, like an actual species Sith? So, Drew, you can take the lead on this, but from my understanding, at that point when Palpatine came into power and things of nature, the actual Sith species were not really around anymore. They might have still existed in some degree, but they either were extinct or they were very small in numbers. Uh, so, you know, that I don't know that would have even been an opportunity in Legends for Palpatine to do. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Drew, do you have any, any thoughts on that? So, you're talking in canon? No, we're talking... Well, because we know that in canon, the Sith as a species, that's not a thing, right? We're so in, in Legends... Why didn't why wouldn't Palpatine ever got a Sith species as his Padawan? 
Yeah, well, in 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 Legends, the Sith species was already extinct. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah I yeah. believe um, that was the case. The Sith species was like a part of the Old Republic, uh, but I think by the time of of the Skywalker saga, the the Sith species was was already extinct at that point. So I'm just looking up this quote here. Uh, it says the Sith mainly went extinct because of galactic conflict conflict known as the Great Hyperspace War. Uh, Dark Order, the Order of the Sith Lords was created when the Dark Shadow were exiled to Korriban, home planet of the native Sith species, a race, Redskin, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so according to this as well in, in Legends, by the point of Episode 1, right, in the Skywalker Saga, I believe the Sith would have already been extinct. So... Yeah. So I don't know that necessarily that he, Palpatine would have ever had the opportunity to... Let's, let's look into that that um that question in canon though without yeah. a, without being because read read to me again his last part of that question in the tales and of the sith we know a lot of them were force users them being the sith species why didn't palpatine take on a padawan of the sith and then employ the final order okay so i think maybe what i might be interpreting it wrong but maybe he's saying why didn't he have an apprentice at the time of him being on Exegol, why okay. didn't he take one of yeah. those? As I think okay. maybe that's yeah, maybe, I was mis- maybe that's what he's too, yeah. what he's asking. Now, so we talked about the fact that they they weren't actually a Sith species. So, but but it is a good question. Why didn't he have um, an apprentice at that time? Mm-hmm. I I'm hesitant to say he didn't because it depends on how you look at Snoke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Snoke was kind of his um version of an apprentice at the time he yeah. used him for the for that kind of same kind of, kind of same yeah the same purposes now we still to this day don't truly understand what snoke really? is was he completely a i mean puppet, or yeah. was he like someone who actually had his own will but just followed palpatine right there's still totally a lot of that. uncertainties yeah. and we've had hints and different things about about their relationship but like <clears throat> we don't have a clear-cut answer on how yeah. And what Snoke really truly is. Well, let's also say this. Palpatine has a very skewed, watered-down version of what an apprentice even is. Yeah. A lot of times, Palpatine is so selfish. Like, even for a Sith, he's so selfish that and self-centered that he doesn't even follow the code of the Sith a lot of times. Um, well, and, no, he didn't. And, well, obviously, yeah, right? And, um, and, and and the point was is he never wanted to die. And uh, anyway, but my point was is that he even during the times that we know him taking on apprentices and stuff like that, right? Uh, in the Skywalker saga, and specifically in the prequels, he really didn't even have like necessarily like a solid apprentice until Anakin, right? He had he had Dooku, yeah. but it wasn't really his apprentice. And at the same time, then at the same time, he still had uh, uh, Maul. He had you know Maul, and he had and then, then Savage, Ventur- yeah, Ventress. Well, Ventress and Savage. I mean, so there, that's four people right there. You know what I'm saying? Which well, he didn't really have Savage, but. Kind of, sort of, you know what I'm saying? He had a lot of these different projects going on. Pawns, really. And, you know yeah, they were all... He, none of them meant anything to him. And honestly, I don't think he ever anticipated a single one of them to ever succeed him. Succeed him. He, until Vader. None of them were his successors. Right. He, he was using them to get what he truly wanted, which was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and then, of course, uh, we see how that goes from there. But, uh, so yeah, I... When it comes to his motives at in the rise of Skywalker 
I don't know that he was too concerned about having anything like that at that point. Yeah, he he exactly. wanted to become the all powerful person, Clearly. and yeah. and and I think, well, well, we know he wants Ray, right? Mm-hmm. He yeah. wants Ray to kind of be the the successor in a and sense. And if anything, he wanted it just be simply because she was a descendant of him. It wasn't just a random person, right? Right. If he thought, okay, if I can't live, at least it'd well, be plus she was very powerful in, in the well, force, true. But, but you know, what I'm saying, I'm thinking in his right. mind, he's probably thinking if anybody has to succeed me, at least yeah. someone who's yeah. descendant of me. You know? And we're still not even sure how that was going to work. Was he <laughs> right. going to take over right. her? Or was she truly going to? You know, it, it's it was it's still yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, on we what really was don't know. There. We don't know. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, with Palpatine, it's always kind of hard to understand what his motives are. But right. like, I think that I think that he 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 didn't really need uh, to train up anyone at that point because he already knew what he wanted. He wanted Ray, right. and, and he had Snoke as a pawn. Um, and and I hope we one day get a clear story on that. But I until agree. then, yeah, that's all we know. So anyway. Brandon, a lot of words for one question, but uh, I hope that it, it's a broad a lot of speculation question. there. But. A lot of speculation, <laughs> a lot of stuff we really don't know, and that's just but that's just the case. Of we it, enjoy right? those. We, we like to talk about yes. it, like to kind of debate Speculate on it. And, and, yeah, yeah, I so. absolutely love that. It's one of my favorite kind of questions because um, there is no like definitive answers we can come up with, like with most logical one. Anyway, so sometimes the sometimes when you just know the answer, it's not as fun. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like oh, well, it's X Y Z. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. great question, great Brandon. Question. Appreciate that. Um, so our second and final question then for the week would be Alex from Alex Mason came in clutch there for us. Thank you, Alex. You the man. You the man, Alex. And actually, he... I think my exact words when we saw it, I said, "There's Alex Mason coming in like a side order of fries, <laughs> hot and crispy." <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, um, so (laughs) Alex says, does Vader actually sleep? Can he sleep? Or is he not able to because of the constant pain, anger, and whatnot? So I think I have a pretty definitive answer for this, but Drew, if you have any specific thoughts. I do have some thoughts. Um, we, We know from Legends that anytime he would try to sleep, uh, this comes from the uh, the Rise of the Dark Lord or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Darth Vader Rise of oh by James Lucino. Is this Rise of like Sith or something like that? I don't remember what it's yeah, called. I know something what you're like that. About. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. we know from that uh, that story that he when anytime he tried to sleep, he would have horrible nightmares. Or Dark Lord of the Sith. Dark Lord, the Rise of the Rise of the I don't know. <laughs> Rise yeah, of the Planet what, of the Apes. Whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> That's what keeps coming to my head for some reason. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't know. <laughs> what day is it? Where are we? I don't know. Okay, anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, the, the Planet of the Ace movies are really good, by the way. They you guys are. never seen they them. Actually, that trilogy, they is, actually really that are. trilogy is phenomenal. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, Caesar says no. What are anyway, we talking about? I don't know. So Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Um, he In that book, it talks about him. Anytime he would try to sleep, he would have like horrible nightmares kind yeah. of, of things that had happened to him. And so he could like hardly ever sleep. Mm-hmm. And canon, uh, I don't know that they've really referenced him sleeping, but it's my understanding that he doesn't sleep much, but that when he does, yeah. it's it's only through the help of his meditation chamber and his um, back to tank. Those yeah. are the two places where he's going to get the closest thing to sleep possible. Yeah. But even then, I think it's very minimal. Yeah. That's uh, that's honestly pretty much what I was about to say. Um Obviously, he's human, um, and I know obviously not everything follows uh, human 
law in in the stars universe but at the end of the day everyone has to sleep at some point or you'll mm-hmm. die right so we know that most likely vader probably does sleep to some extent but maybe like i don't know five hours a week i don't know right yeah Getting i crazy think it's like very that. little and i think it has to be assisted by his this like his like the back to tank well, i was gonna say the... there's the hyperbolic chamber that he goes into um which you, you do see in the in the original trilogy a couple of times, stuff like that. But basically, the only time that he can finally find any comfort whatsoever is when he's in the hyperbolic chamber and he's able to take his helmet off and things of that nature. Um, so I don't know that he necessarily sleeps there. Maybe he does, like he can sleep sitting up because he's probably exhausted. <laughs> and uh, and like I said, I think that the best part or the best time for him would probably be if he gets into a back to tank. That's the closest. Yeah, thing and like we see do. him in that uh, in Rogue One, mm-hmm. um, we yeah. see it for just for a split second. Which you see him there, so which was cool. really cool. That was so cool. And yeah. uh, and then you know he gets out and comes and meets. So you know you could tell that that was a time of probably trying to recoup. Mm-hmm. The time of and in, in, in the closest thing to rest as possible. Well, Darth Vader. he's at his castle alone. Was probably planning to just kind of reju- rejuvenate a little bit before he goes back out. Would mm-hmm. be my assumption there. Well, we know that uh, and now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure if this is canon or not. This has always been kind of the understood thing. Uh, I don't know if this was made uncanon whenever whenever Disney took over, but. Um, Palpatine had made his suit like that on purpose, right? He had made it to where, where like it could have been so much sleeker and better and healed him and stuff. But like Palpatine purposefully made it to where he was always, uh, you know, in pain. He's, he could never truly sleep. He could never get rest. He was always agitated, and he did it on purpose to always kind of keep him in that 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 restless, anxious, angry state at all times. I don't know yeah, if that's completely I canon think, right now. I think though. that's I think that's kind of the idea. We know that that Darth Vader was created because of, of like dark Sith alchemy and stuff, right? Kind of mm-hmm. the same way that they've brought, um, they brought Palpatine back to life. Some of that yeah. kind of magic was involved in, in keeping Darth Vader alive and in this suit. Mm-hmm. And so we know that there, that it was, um, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of Vader left in the first place. So, no, yeah. so all that combined, I think, is going to be uncomfortable in a in of itself. I don't think there was a perfect way to bring him back, <laughs> right. but yeah. But I mean, we know Palpatine, and we know that Palpatine wants to keep him in that constant anger, in that constant that pain. And so yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think I don't know. I'm with you. I'm not 100 percent sure on if that is been said in canon, mm-hmm. uh, but. But I do believe that's still kind of the same idea. Yeah, we know that uh, in multiple different occasions that Palpatine is always trying to revert Vader back to a state of just continual anger, hate, pain, anger, hate, pain. Right, right. And I was going to say, we're 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 about to see some of that that in the Vader comic, especially in the last issue, we see some Mm -hmm. of this. Um, so anyway, so that's, uh, we're running a little bit later on time. We're obviously going to go over, but, um, so I think it's a good segue. I think we can go ahead and, uh, so anyway, Alex, thanks for the question. Um, to, I guess to sum it at the very end, we really don't know for sure. Right. We don't know, but I just say as a human law and nature, which is not always followed in, uh, in star Wars, he does sleep at some point, but I think it's very, very little and it's always very restless. So he's always in this just very, just exhausted angry tired state at all times that he has to you know so anyway yeah yeah. so before without any further ado we're gonna get into our main topic for this evening uh well it's evening for us i guess i keeps always i keep like giving weird time-based contextual uh things that probably line up with what you're (laughs) listening to anyway 
at this point of the day, whenever you're listening to this, uh, we're going to get to our main topic, and that is with the Darth Vader uh, comic review. So issues one through five of this specific arc. Um, so just to give you a basic starting point, um, when this comic started, this was right after Vader had revealed to Luke in Empire Strikes Back um, that he is, in fact, his father. And he cuts his hand off, and um, then Luke jumps off and goes down this great chasm in Cloud City or whatever. Yeah. Or at, not Cloud City, best where are they at? I can't remember now. They're on Cloud City. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like losing my mind for a second. Anyway, so anyway, so it, it from in the movies it starts from Luke's perspective where he falls down and he's like, oh, you know. But from the comic starts is like, boom, Vader's right there. He watched him go down the chute, and now Vader's standing there. That's where we start off. So Drew, I don't know what exactly how you want to go through this, but uh, yeah. So we're just gonna. My my thought is we're just gonna talk about it. Talk about what we what we like from the story. We don't have to go into a step by step detail well, of, the, right, of the story necessarily. Right. Um, again, like we're hoping that you guys that are super interested in this have already read the story. We're just wanting to talk about what is cool right. about it, bring out some things that we think are interesting about it. This yeah. is not a step by step story for those of you who have not read it yeah if exactly. you have not read it you might be a little confused by this yeah um, true, but we're not true. here to necessarily tell you the story yeah i don't so. think that's fair to star wars <laughs> we say everything that's happened. yeah so yeah. um but this is this arc is called dark heart of the sith mm-hmm. and just like braxton said it does take place right after um the empire strikes back and um this the story is is incredible it in is. my opinion it's, it's really good, good. and it's um good. Yeah. and uh, this started actually, this first issue was back in February and you guys probably remember us, some of you who have been long listeners probably remember us, mm-hmm. uh, talking about this all the way back in February. There was a particularly um, big drop in, is it issue one or issue two? I think it's issue two. Issue one. one. It is issue, issue one. one. Yeah, yeah. The there's a big one. drop. Well, we can go just talk and, about it, I guess. And, full, by the way, full spoilers in case you guys do want to read it we will give some spoilers we may not go yeah. details of everything but we yeah. will just hit the highlights right so at the end of episode well do we want to like build up to that point though we'll, we'll talk about, we'll get okay, there I'm, we'll, <laughs> I'm getting a little scattered brain well, i'm like, excited i what what i'm wanting to get across there is like what's crazy about that is th- this first issue was towards the beginning of our podcast like when we started our podcast yeah, we were only yeah. about a month in and yeah. uh, which is kind of crazy to think about that is crazy um yeah. but so this has taken a long time to get through these five <laughs> issues time. and not totally their fault, but, uh, you know, right. Uh, but the big reasoning for that is, uh, just because of the stuff that's happened. Otherwise we would have gotten through these a lot quicker. But, oh yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so jumping into it, um, we see, we see the battle, we see, Darth, uh, we see Luke fall and this is literally right after that, right after Darth Vader, um, walks to his ship you have like the death troopers there, which are which is really yeah. cool to see. They're lined up there at a ship. He goes into the ship. We got this little droid. We get this the introduction to this little droid. So um, Zed, what's uh, his name? Oh, I can't remember his name now. Zed something or other. It's like two numbers. Zed six seven or Zed. I can't remember. We're just gonna call him Little Droid <laughs> for now. Um, well, and, and and let's also talk about what's ha- like why like what's going on necessarily in the background. Like what's the story? So basically, at this point, after we see Vader cuts off Luke's hand, he falls down. Basically, like he recognizes, hey, this is my son, and he didn't take my offer 
to rule the galaxy. Right. So Why is, is my son so weak? Right. And who made my son weak? Right. I want to He's punish furious. everyone yeah. that made my son weak. Exactly. Yeah. And so he he leaves and 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 uh and so they see his shuttle leave and they're like that's Darth Vader's shuttle. <laughs> and and I yeah. like um yeah. they they go uh, uh one of the Admirals there goes. I'm afraid Lord Vader is currently unavailable. To Palpatine, and Palpatine goes, "Is he now?" And, he starts, and like, then he starts laughing. laughing. <laughs> and it's like, oh man. <laughs> See, I remember when we first read this, we thought, "Oh man, Palpatine is probably orchestrating something. Like he already knows what's going yeah. on, which he may or may not have. I don't. We, we didn't really know that back for sure. I but. think. Uh, I think Palpatine always kind of knows what's going he on. He always has a, has a clue. Yeah, or has yeah. a hand in something. <laughs> and so, anyways, we get we get. Um, he says exactly what where's I'm gonna to try to find the line where he says what he's what he's doing there. So um, the first thing he does is he goes to the first place that he knows that that Luke was at because he's trying to find clues of of who had his son, where you know who made him weak, blah blah blah. So the first thing I know he does is he's leaving to go to Tatooine. Yeah, here he goes. He goes. I will find him again when the time is right. For now, we will track down everyone who hid the boy from me, everyone who made him weak, and destroy them. <laughs> that is such a cool line. That is such a cool line. And so then that. they head to Tatooine. And this is where we see Darth Vader go back to his, to uh, uh, the old, the old farmhouse, the old homestead. <laughs> and uh, and 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 I love this shot when he's walking mm. next to it. You get the old, uh, like the old prequel poster of yeah. you know when it would show Anakin the little boy walking past the house, and then you see the shadow of Darth Vader. Yeah. Uh, well, so we get that again. We get Darth Vader's walking past it, and then there's yeah. a shadow on the house. Just so like, like so the cool. opposite like version. It's so yeah, cool. So good. And um, and so you know he's going through. He's seeing, and he's constantly seeing these memories as he's doing all this stuff. Yeah. So and, one thing I will say is for this whole arc, you know, Vader at this point has already been very well established, right? He, he's, right, right. he's hardened. He's Vader, right? Um, it's not like right after episode three where he's like kind of testing his metal. He's he's delving into the dark side. No, he's already Vader. But what's yeah. interesting is it's kind of the opposite now is that in this whole arc, it's like testing his his spirit. Like it's it's trying to break him. He's visiting all of these old places. It's, it's, it's trying to see if it's going to break him. You know what I'm saying? So anyway. Right. So um, to kind of push forward, they go he he's going through Tatooine uh looking at different things and eventually he he fights off a bunch of people by himself and it's like mm -hmm. like nothing it's yeah. awesome yeah uh, we're not going to get into that we're not part get but into that, you but should look it up it's it's it looks so anyways good. but his investigation leads him to Coruscant where he goes to the tomb of Padme and he breaks open the tomb and um and finds that nothing's there right yeah. and and, yeah. and uh, so they go, they then get led to this other place, Van... Her, her apartment, right? Well, because she goes, he goes to her apartment or whatever and finds that there's like, there is a, uh, a oh, right. secret it's, tracker. It's, it's an apartment, but it's got the, they've kind of treated it like a tomb. They put well, like a okay, face yeah, on it, like a monument, yeah, I guess yeah. is how you would word it. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. <laughs> he splits it in half. Yeah. <laughs> it's beloved. But yeah. So then they end up following that, that beacon and... Uh, and then that's this is how the the uh, the issue ends. There stands what appears to be Padme. Yeah, so they're in this tomb fighting off these creatures or whatever. And then yeah, and he's like Padme, and it looks exactly like her. It, 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 they drew that on purpose, of course. Yeah, which I mean, she looks older. Yeah, uh, that would be expected. Um, that that like 
My jaw dropped. Yeah, it blew when our I, mind. That was all the way back in February. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. We, I remember we announced that on the podcast. We're like, oh my gosh, guys, this is crazy. You know, yeah, we, I think we, I think we went into spoilers and talked about it at one point. Did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like we've been waiting for this story to, to, so to tell the whole deal for a while now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, so we're going to like jump right into the second issue. Uh, and, and in the second issue, um, it deals with, you know, right after that, um, they're, they're talking, um, and Vader immediately starts to like choke her out. Right. And yeah, again, and he starts to see him when he did it in the prequels. Yeah. So, so let's preface that. Like he obviously realizes that this isn't actually Padme. He's getting mad because like you've taken her body, like you've taken her, her visage, you're, you're using her like, you know, so he begins to like choke yeah. this person who he doesn't believe is Padme. Um, you know, like it gives all these, which flashbacks. of course then Vader yeah. realizes he goes, you're a handmaiden. Yeah. Um, you're, you're the queen shadow, which, uh, interesting. All of this <laughs> yeah. intertwines with the queen shadow novel and the, uh, queen's peril, peril novel. Yeah. Both. Yeah. Both of these have a lot of, um, a lot of, um, intertwining things to it elements. Yeah. And so kind of foreshadowing those books. Type right. Thing. Right. Yeah. And so uh, we get a lot of banter back and forth between them. It's all really interesting stuff, but we won't go yeah. into a whole lot of that. So the the droid um, is a forensics droid, does a scan on her and realizes this is Sabe, um, which is one yeah. of the first handmaidens that we ever Sabe see. Sabe is, is like one of the, what I would consider probably the main one. Yeah, yeah. When we read Queen's Peril, the first one that, that Padme meets is Sabe, so... Anyway. Yeah, and Sabe is uh, played by Quinn Stefani. <laughs> I know you don't. No, uh, Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley. Yeah, I yeah. believe that's who it is. She's played by Kira Knightley in the prequels. Mm -hmm. And as uh, many of you probably have noticed, like it's really hard to tell. Yeah, it really the two is. Of them. When and I was younger, I didn't. I couldn't yeah, tell. Yeah, honestly, it's really, I didn't know. it's really hard. The, they, they, they did a good job with that casting. Yeah. Um. And so, but yeah, that's who Sabe is. And so, she's still around, still doing her thing at this point, and um. And so then they head to Naboo, um, and that leads us into the third issue. So, so at that point, um, what's interesting is that uh, from there it kind of seems like Darth Vader and and uh, Sabe are actually in cahoots now, right? They're they're on a team because uh, essentially they like had a mutual agreement, like, hey, we both want to find the person that killed Padme, because yeah. technically at this point. Darth Vader doesn't realize that he killed Padme, right? Um, anyway, so the point is that they're they're acting as if you know they're they're on the team, so they're going to go together to find um, this. Uh, what was it? Uh, a recording, basically, of the last time that Padme was seen before she died, and they believe. And she's like, "Oh, we my my team hid this on Naboo, so let's go over there and get." Yeah. There. So they they go to Naboo, and and here we see Captain Typho is back. Which is cool to see, and Captain Tonra both mm -hmm. um, there. Cool. Uh, very cool stuff there. Um, it's it's so weird to see all that group together <laughs> yeah, exactly. like again after all yeah. these years, and 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 they don't even realize who they're with. But yeah. Um, and and one thing I got to add to this is very interesting is that obviously they don't know that Anakin is Vader, right? And that they keep saying that we're wanting to find the killer of Padme. And Anakin. And Anakin. And they like, keep talking about Anakin being a hero. Being a hero, and he yeah. sacrificed his life. And oh, it was, right. it's so crazy. So crazy. 
And and so we we get Darth Vader like destroying this big um fish monster thing. Mm-hmm. Um he just takes it out like it's nothing. And uh and then we end up seeing I think this is where they watch the I'm trying to find exactly the the part. So they finally get the recording. And so Oh right. And so they go Come to find out. They go yeah, he says, Explain yourselves. And they said, I told you, Vader, the la this is Typho talking. He says, The last time I saw Padme, she was heading to Mustafar to find Skywalker. And Sabe says, Years later we learned that Mustafar was your domain. You killed them. So this whole time they had been playing Vader. Right. Because they, they were trying to get trying Vader to lure him into a trap. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and that's when they have the big boy from uh, the prequels. Boy. The it's the, it's the I don't remember what it what it's called. But they, well, he, they go on to say what it is. A do they? Like the robot does Zed. Oh, okay, well, it must be in the Zed. next issue. But yeah, and so all of a sudden you see him like coming down on the the place <laughs> yeah. they're in, and they're underwater. They, they have like a beacon that like attracts it to that area, um, like a high pitched beacon or whatever. And uh, anyway, basically they're trying to sacrifice themselves, but like get Vader to be destroyed by this big huge monster, which is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's fantastic. See if, yeah, uh, seeing if he says what it's called after he. Oh, the beast is a Sando Aqua monster. Yeah, it's Aqua something. Yeah, yeah, Sando Aqua. You know, so it's approximately nine hundred and thirty-seven years old, or however much he said. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, they're it's chasing them. They're running, and uh, of course, Vader takes it out with one like. How I don't get that part, but it's well. Vader, so. so he what he does. If you watch, he, he he swings his lightsaber and it breaks the the like let's call it the armor the, the shell, armor shell of yeah, it, yeah. and then you can see his brains coming out. Oh, and then he stabs yeah, into the right. brains. You're right, I forgot and about kills that. it in that one good stab. So. Well, I, I love when the the robots talk to him. He's like, "There's no recorded history of any." Uh, Whatever aqua yeah, he monster. Says, Congra- Congratulations, Lord Vader! You're now the first person on record to have killed a Sandu Aqua monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, biological samples indicate the creature was male and approximately 932 years old. Given the tiny population and glacially slow life cycle of the species, this increases its chances of extinction within a century to 83%. Lord <laughs> <laughs> Vader's like, and why does that matter to yeah, me? Yeah, he goes, and why is this relevant? And he goes, excellent question, Lord Vader. I'm simply programmed to deliver forensic anal- analysis, the facts surrounding death. Um, <laughs> what lesson anyone might draw from that information is entirely up to them. I love, I love that relationship between that, that stupid droid and... Oh, I, I said that wrong. Forensic analysis, sorry. Um, but, but I thought that was funny. Like, basically, Vader made an entire species go extinct. So there's that. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again, it's a neat twist that it's, like, that same one from the prequels. And, it, and, and um, the funny thing is, it was the, it was the exact it, same one, guaranteed. Yeah, I think, I think it is supposed to be the exact same one. Yeah, yeah that's funny. So it's that's kind of funny. another interesting thing there. So then they end up meeting up with what they call the... Uh, the Amidalians. The Amidalians. And basically, it's a group of people who has kind of bannered underneath... Padme's name to yeah. find revenge for her, and they go, "We sentence you." And they they're they're talking to Darth Vader. They go, "We sentence you to death for the murder of Padme, Queen and Senator of Naboo, and General Anakin or Anakin Skywalker, her Jedi protector." <sighs> <laughs> That's so crazy. And uh, so crazy. and and then it shows, and like as he's saying this, it shows Anakin reverting back as a child, and he's like sitting next to this guy. Yeah, and this guy was like. 
you know, telling him he catch on pretty quick and like showing him how to do different things. Yeah. And stuff. Basically this whole time, it's just keep showing flashbacks of, of people who are fighting him. And it's like people from his past that he's, you know, been with on Naboo and things of that nature. It's just, it's so, so crazy. Yeah. It's so good. And he's still in this like bubble, right? It's yeah. a Gungan bubble projector thing to protect them. And, uh, they go, and and so he goes and Vader goes, did you see her die? And he goes, no, we just buried her. And he goes, then you are no use to me and breaks the shield. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It's so good. So, good. so anyways, they're all like this big long line of Amidalians like attack them. And of course, Vader again, like just, just destroys everybody. Just destroys them. It, and no, then he they, had like they a, have no chance. He had like a squad of death troopers like flank them. It was, it's pretty sick. Yeah. And then as, as he's stabbing into that guy, he was just talking to, he gets, she, or he goes for Padme and then he goes and for Anakin and it <laughs> falls gosh. to the ground. Dude, I just, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah. So anyways, then they get to the tomb of, of Padme. And here's the next big like wow moment uh-huh. as he gets down there and there stands all of the handmaidens. Yeah, all, every single one of them. Yeah, so they're all cool. there together. So cool. And uh and she goes you cannot, you will not desecrate this grave. Um so swear the handmaidens of Amidala and they're all standing there. And this is the actual gravesite of of Padme. Right. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's just so cool. It's such a nuanced little reference there. Well, it's, like it's not super nuanced, but um, but it's every single handmaiden, and they all look exactly like Padme at that point. They're all dressed in the same outfit, same hairdo, everything, and uh, oh, it's just so good. It's so good. And what's interesting though, Vader can't kill him. No, he doesn't. He never he can't. So 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 he, he can't. He, I don't think he can. Oh, you I mean physically he wasn't able I, to? I don't think he wants to. Oh, okay, that's what I was saying. Like I think he was holding back on them. Yeah. It's like because anyone else he would have just killed. Yeah. And they're all standing there and he, well, first he tells them to leave or they will die. Yeah. Yeah. They don't leave. They start attacking him. And he like, he, he like lifts them all up in the air. He's just force choking every He's single force one choking of them. all of them. But it's it, a flashback to choking. And then the, the robot goes, they seem quite determined. Perhaps you should finish the job. And then he just like force pushes them all off to the side and goes into the tomb. Yeah. But like you could tell he didn't want to kill them. And, and the funny thing is that he keeps calling them by their first name. If you get, yeah. if you mm-hmm. reference that, but see, this is, a, I think this is a defining moment for Vader. Yeah. This is going to be a very like pivotal time in he, which his spirit is like being broken, you know? He had the opportunity to kill them and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And just think about that for the character of Darth Vader. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? He's done that's far the worse. first. That's one of the big things. And so, <laughs> yeah. um, and so then he goes, he goes in there, he opens the. Well, and this is another thing. Like he could have just ripped it open, right? But he's like barely mm-hmm. pulled back just like a sliver. And then the robot's like, oh, smart. You know, not desecrating the grave. Uh, you know, I can just scan in now. Anyway. It, yeah. So he opens it and then it goes to the final issue. Um, <clears throat> hold on. I'm pulling it up. And I'm telling you guys, like, if you have not experienced this for yourselves, you really so should good. read through it's so it. It's good. so good. Yeah. So the first uh, picture we see on the last issue, the first image is him standing right um, in front of where she's um, buried in this uh, thing. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and Sabe runs in and she's like, Vader, you can't, you can't desecrate her grave. Like, please don't do it. All this stuff. And that's when he, he like kind of, slightly creaks it open or just whatever barely, and that's when like, the robot does that yeah, yeah. Oh, okay and, i thought that was the other guy and uh and so then that is where oh the the droid's like oh there it is a med implant stamped and traceable 
And um, so then all of the handmaidens run out and they're like, we have a new destination and they're all headed there. And, um, and then Darth Vader comes out and says, go, go Sabe. And so I was like, well, why? And, and he goes, tell all your friends, tell them to meet me at, <laughs> at Pola's Massa, which yeah. is where they're headed next, yeah. <laughs> which I love that. <laughs> tell, them, tell them I'm coming, baby. Yeah. Get ready. So then they, they go to the, this is the, the site of where the, the twins were born. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the this is where Obi Wan came and and saw them uh, yeah. before Padme passed. Yeah, and uh, we get uh, him, them kind of looking through there, um, and this is where uh, the droids like, oh, there it is. They're looking at a, a like a projection of um, the ship that Obi Wan Kenobi flew in on whenever they had their fight, <laughs> yeah. and the robot's like, she was injured. He apparently brought her brought her here to try and save her life. And then Vader's like Kenobi, and then he sees Kenobi. he sees Kenobi standing um, at the uh, like on the ship before he comes down. Yeah, and we're keep getting these like tons of flashbacks of Episode yeah, Three. The whole time we're talking about like we've been talking about the story. Yeah. Uh, throughout this entire arc, there's tons of prequel flashbacks, mm-hmm. and like as he sees certain things, it rem- it brings back these memories yeah. from the prequels, and we haven't been talking about that as much, but like they're constant throughout the yeah. whole arc. Very, very, con- and they're very cool to kind of see yeah. that, but. Um, and, and then that's when, uh, right, right about that time, a whole like fleet of the Amidalans show up and they all shoot, start shooting him and he's blocking all of their blasters with his lightsaber from the ships <laughs> yeah. and it's just, again, just like, just destroying them and just like using the force and just like, it's so good. It, it's so good. He didn't stand a chance. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> it like, he, yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. But then they get to the uh, maternity ward and Darth Vader's looking at like the, like the baby bed. And he's like, what did the record say? And the robots like the data cores have been destroyed and, and he punches it and he's really mad. And, and uh, the drill's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And um, and so they're looking, and and it, that's when it, they find the old droid that's like laying there, mm-hmm. and they and they activate its memory banks, and they see Padme laying on the bed, and she's she's like Obi Wan, and and the droid goes uh, that name again. He must have been very important to her. And this is the best part. Darth Vader takes out his lightsaber and just, <laughs> just cuts the cuts droid. the droid in half. No, rem- no, no question again. This about is the it. droid that's been following him since the, the beginning of this arc, arc, helping him and everything. And as soon as the droid says that, he, <laughs> he just, just cuts it in half. He just cuts it in half. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so funny. It's so funny. And then Padme continues on to go. There's good in him. I know. I know. There's still for and a then, Danikin, of course. You know. Yeah, and and then as it's as she's saying that, it's showing. Vader looking back down at the uh, at Luke where he was falling, mm-hmm. um, and then all of a sudden though it's Vader falling. It's like, it's like yeah, and it's then like it's and then him. it's and then it's like Clone Wars Anakin falling, and then it's yeah. Episode One like child Anakin. Anakin following, <laughs> yeah. falling, and and then we get to very symbolic, goes, very, very symbolic, yeah. and then it goes back to Coruscant, and. And Pal- he's kneeling in front of Palpatine. Palpatine's like, this is, uh, this is the one of the best. He's like, have you settled your business? And, and Darth Vader's like, yes, master. And he goes, really? And he goes, um, he goes, the Sith know that fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to strength. But you, my friend, have just wallowed in grief. You need to start all over again. He goes with fear. Yeah. And that's he when he all like of a sudden he has got lightning out. shooting out of his out of his <laughs> hands. And that 
ends the arc. Ah, so good. Um, So good. With that being said, the next arc is starting what they're calling Darth Vader's final lesson, Palpatine's punishment. And we know that it involves him going back to Mustafar and going through some kind of trial. Um, But wow. So, so much there. So much there. And what I think for me that I got, and, and, and I'm curious what, for you, what, what you got out of the story the most, but what I got out of the story the most is is starting to see the change in Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. That inevitably brings him back. Yeah, exactly. That's a, I kind of I kind of said it at the very beginning, like uh, you know, we start to see the you know chinks in his armor, you know, so to speak, yeah. um, you know, proverbially speaking. But no, that's exactly what I got out of it as well. You know, I, I it is just you know at that point he was totally Vader. He was totally a Sith. He was totally just hardened. You know, it was no longer Anakin. It was Vader. But it was just cool because now all of a sudden he's going back to all these these familiar places, seeing all these uh, flashbacks, seeing these old faces that he's never seen before. And like I said, slowly but surely, it's just like the this, this small stroke of the hammer that breaks the rock. And I just think it definitely put a, a, a fissure, so to speak, a crack in, in the rock, so to speak, for him. Right. And I uh, think this is one of the huge first... Huge stepping stone. One of the first big breaking moments yeah. that we see that leads to his decision in in Return of the Jedi, I think one of the interesting things to note, like let's like in Return of the Jedi in that final battle, you know there a lot of people see the 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 moment where Luke Luke goes to swing his lightsaber at Palpatine and Darth yeah. Vader blocks the lightsaber. Yeah. A lot of people saw that as Darth Vader defending Palpatine, but see. I don't think that's the case. No, I think we've talked about this before, but I think, I think, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. I think that in that moment, what's really happening is Darth Vader's defending Luke. Because he knew when he cut down Dooku, that was one of the first big yeah. changes. He for knows, him. he know. yeah, he knows there's, there's so many different reasons why, right? Well, yeah. We could go into so many things, different yeah. reasons why he blocked it. But in the end, it was because he was protecting Luke. Yeah. And, I think at that point, Darth Vader had already made up his mind. Yeah. Oh, no, um, I, I completely agree. I think he already yeah. knew what had to be done. He just didn't know how, he didn't know when it was time to switch it over. He didn't know when or how exactly, but he knew that, he knew the Emperor had to die. Yeah. He knew the Emperor wasn't who he, who needed to be in charge. And and the thing was, is he did care for his son. Oh, yeah. And, Clearly. Yeah. And, um, and I think this story is one of the first times we're seeing... That, that, that side of him, that side. part of him, yeah. starting to come back. Yeah, and and the thing is, is he's he's a wiser. Uh, you could say he's more cold and calculated as well, but he is a wiser Darth Vader than he is at the beginning. At first, it was all rage and whatever. At this point, we're getting a, a Darth Vader that is, can be cold and calculated, but he's also. Uh, I think he's very wise yeah. at this point. I mean, just even tempered. It's usually yeah. that tempered is rage <laughs> or anger yeah. or hate or whatever. But and, yeah, he's even tempered. And and um and we're starting to see that. And I think seeing the handmaidens made a big difference. And again, oh, yeah. the fact that he didn't kill them is a huge moment. Huge. Darth Vader yeah. is Darth Vader will kill anyone, and he yeah. has no problem. Well, clearly, with like there's all those old faces of people that, that you know he. Didn't care, you know what I'm saying? People yeah. from from the boo that he's well, and it's even like kill him, you, know? you know, Darth Vader showed some mercy to Doctor Afra, yeah, um, in in a way that we know don't normally see, but in the end, he still tried to kill her. Eventually, right, he right, did try to. Yeah. He 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 shot her through the the airlock, and uh, you know she luckily 
for her, she survived, but that's a whole other story. But yeah. but he had no intentions of her. He he eventually decided to kill her, and she was yeah. and she was only you know a, a young a young girl. She wasn't that old. Yeah. Um, and so you know, Darth Vader can be pretty heartless. But that was one of those moments where we see him him becoming something else, and exactly. I'm excited to continue to see that because I think as we go into this this next arc, we're gonna see Palpatine continuing to to try to break Vader, try to destroy him. Mm-hmm. And Vader is, I think he's, we're starting to see him get fed up. Kind of rise up. He's going to start to rise know? up a little more yeah. against Palpatine. Yeah. And, um, it's going to, it's going to be very cool to see all these background things that are slowly stacking up and building up to the point where he finally snaps and breaks. Right. Cause we know, I mean, we know that he eventually decides that, but like, I'm just, I think it's great that we're getting these stories to show, oh, yeah, to absolutely. show the slow, change yeah. of vader but again such an excellent excellent very arc. good yeah. and this next arc starts next wednesday um so excited to see where it goes uh, i think this is written by greg pack uh, is that right i think it's greg um, pack i think so i'm not um, totally sure he's doing one. a fantastic job um all the darth vader series have been excellent but but man it's just it's been so good and I'm so excited to see where it goes next. So. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. Um, I, I, yeah. By the way, it is Greg Pak. Um, but yes, it uh, it is absolutely fantastic. I've really enjoyed reading it. Um, great stories. Like I said, Vader's such a great character, and I, I love again to see that redemption story of, yeah. of Vader. That that full circle where he finally comes back to the light, and and this is the very beginning. You know. <clears throat> At first, you know, seeing his son didn't change him, right? He all he saw was hate. All he could see is like, I want to kill people who made my son weak. But now we're seeing this slow change of now he's starting to care again, and he's he's getting seem weird and mixed emotions. And so anyway, it's just very cool to see the very foundations of this this redemption. Yeah, yeah. So so great. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed us talking about it. Uh, we are going to probably continue to do this for the arcs that we find important. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean we'll always do it for arcs um, in the comics, but when we think there's an arc that has a lot to talk about, such as this one, we'll probably do it. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's been great. We hope you guys enjoyed it, but, uh, we want to thank everyone so much for the continued support towards the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, please like, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for weekly news, polls, discussions, memes, uh, whatever you can possibly <laughs> think of. We might post it. Um, please allow, or please also follow us on Spotify and Apple podcasts, leave a review. We're also on YouTube and, uh, we thank you so much for listening and please join us again in two weeks. We're taking a break next week, yep. but join us in two weeks for episode 36. We're getting close to 50. We'll have to do something special. <laughs> oh yeah. Something that. big on 50. Yeah. I don't know what that is. But yet. until next time. May the Force be with you, and we thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal.